1: And I became He-Man, the
0: most powerful man in the universe.
1: Welcome to Star Joe's Podcast, episode 161, the Kessel Run. I'm your host, Ryan. I'm John. And welcome back, everyone. Yes, uh, John, I think if uh, if we keep the Kessel Run going for Micronauts uh, at the pace we're going right now, it'll be about 2042 when we finish the series.
0: That sounds about right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that sounds about right. So the the plan, obviously, is that we're going to do these a little bit more frequently, uh, covering the Micronauts series, because we're both big fans of it. <laughs> Um, but yes, we will be covering issue number two today, uh, and probably in the future, we'll cover more than one issue, but, uh, we're starting kind of slow with the early issues to kind of, since there's a kind of, I I don't know, maybe not so much with this issue, but in the early issues, there is a lot to talk about because it's setting the whole world up. So would you agree to that? I I would. and, And I, yes, uh, thinking that we're
0: talking about 2042, uh, yeah, I'd like to get there before then. To the end
1: so uh, yeah for sure um, but uh, one thing too and, and this is our, our test run with this is we're trying a new system uh, tonight instead of doing Skype which has been uh, unreliable at best <laughs> uh, we are trying blab uh, blab.IM it's a it's a conference style thing it records stuff for us. Um and audio as well as video. So down the line, sometime we might get with me doing the YouTube thing. We might get all of us actually on some YouTube episodes together through Blab, and we're gonna see how it works for Robert as well. <laughs> Which supposedly he has a story as far as what's happened with his Wi-Fi for in the next episode. You should hear that. Um, but yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna try uh, this new system, see how it works and everything. Uh, and uh. Just go from there, um, John. You recently had Virginia Con.
0: Uh, at we the- did, and it, it's interesting because it ties in really well to this episode. So we we did have our uh, one day show for the uh, the first winter Virginia Con of the year. Uh, actually, tremendous weekend. We had the largest one day show we've ever had. Uh, I know pre sales by Saturday morning last week well over 1,500 attendees, and so uh, the show was uh, what was called an extra-large, extra which, as I said before, is not people like me necessarily. It's just it was extended hours. We went from 10 to 7, and Uh uh, I think we are going to probably adjust that a little bit for the next show, maybe not as long. Uh, Didn't see folks, you know, after about 6 o'clock or so. But uh, interestingly enough, our, our guest of honor was Larry Hama. And uh, it was it was great. Uh, We had we had Mr. Hama and we also had Karen Ashley, who was the second Yellow Ranger on the Power Rangers television show. And she was she was the Yellow Ranger in the power first Power Rangers movie. She was incredibly nice. Uh, Everybody that dealt with her. She was wonderful uh the some of the issues that we had talked about on previous episodes with guests <laughs> she was the exact opposite very awesome. engaging very uh, just really sweet to to not only the to the to the guests but also to the staff and everybody that dealt with her uh she was she was great um I was very fortunate uh this is the, actually the third time I've now had dinner with with mr Hama over the years uh the first one. Many of you, I think we talked about this once before, but I had dinner with him and halfway through the dinner, Herb rests rest his soul, showed up and I had dinner with both of my G.I. Joe heroes and 10-year-old sure. me flipped out. Uh, we had dinner with Mr. Hama again, where we had Brian Shearer and several other artists, uh, Grubb, uh, my son Jacob, and, and and that story is epic and I if I haven't told it, I'll tell it another time, but uh, but this time was nice. I picked him up at the train. We had dinner with uh, the promoter Brett, and uh, he actually started telling stories as we were sitting there about Michael Golden, oh, uh, who is the nice. you know kind of tagged as the uh, sto- co-storyteller on Micro- Micronauts Number Two. Yeah. Uh, I did not know this until then. Larry Hama gave Michael Golden his first published work. Oh wow. So this was when, uh, when he was apparently uh, you know uh, an editor at DC in the late 70s. And Vinnie Coletta came to Mr. Hama and said, hey, I need you to do me a favor. And uh, he said, I got this kid. He goes to church with my wife. Take a look at his stuff. Like the following Monday, in comes Michael Golden with his little glasses and his little suit and his shine shoes. Is <laughs> Mr. Hama's telling the story. And he opens up the work. And and he's just stunned. And he says, you know, who has seen this? And he said, well, Julie Short saw it and said, my, my heads were drawn too big. <laughs> so, so Larry Hamas, Hamas tells this story. He says he shuts the door, locks it, and says, you're not going anywhere until I give you a script. And he got a script <laughs> for Batmite, and, and he did that. Oh, wow! He also told us somewhere, and now, of course, with DC's move now to L.A., who knows where it is? There is a Mr. Miracle story, Michael Golden pencils, and Russ Heath Inks. Oh, wow. God, I would love to know where that is. Sure. Yeah. But it was it was it's just crazy. And of course and the other thing I learned, uh, which you'll appreciate certainly yeah. from this show and, and many of our listeners will too. Apparently uh Mr. Hama has one of the largest collections of Michael Golden artwork around oh. and according to him he owns uh as he kind of he showed uh, maybe you know an inch or inch and a half's worth of original artwork stacked pages from mr golden uh including joe covers and covers from the nom
1: oh, and
0: wow. uh yeah that was that was more mind-boggling than the rest of it for me sure, uh, sure. to know and, and he kind of said oh you know what but anyway it was it was a great weekend uh, you know i i I have this cool role with the Virginia Con as the talent liaison. I get to drive people, and so of course I'm driving Mister Hum everywhere, and you know so driving him back to the you. train, <laughs> and, and just you know get to hear. You know, I, I will say this: if you ever get to meet him, and yeah. you, if you haven't, don't talk GI Joe. Let him talk about anything else, and yeah. and you you will get just amazing. Uh, you can get some amazing stories, and so anyway, like I said, it was a great weekend had a chance to hang out with Keith Knutson, uh had dinner with him Saturday night with uh with Jacob, my friend Rob, who's who's new on the con scene and helping us out at the show and uh Keith and Michelle, we all had dinner at Mekong, sure. at the uh infamous Vietnamese place here in Richmond. Yes. But uh but just a fantastic show, fantastic weekend. I'm excited in that uh the November the or, I'm sorry, rather the October show, Halloween weekend. We've got Howard Chaykin coming in, which I'm super stoked about. But yeah. we also just announced arguably our biggest guest ever, which is going to be Mark Wade. And yeah. so it'll be fun to to get him on the show soon and at least yeah. plug the show with him. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but yeah, so yeah, we're it was it was great. Like I said, uh, it was kind of interesting. Know we we're going to record this show dovetailed in really well to know that first published stuff that. That that Golden did was for Mr. Hama, and of course, yeah, that's impressive. He here he is as the co co storyteller on the uh, Micronauts book. So yeah,
1: well, and the thing that's that's funny too that just knowing how uh knowing how Larry Hama is from stories and everything else that I've heard, I picture that even if Michael Golden wasn't an actual kid that was coming in, he still would have referred to him as. Hey, I got this kid coming in. He could be fifty some years old, <laughs> and he'd be like, "I got this kid coming in." <laughs> well,
0: again, yeah, it was. Um, he called him a kid. Yeah, Mr. Hamas in his mid sixties. Yeah, uh, Mr. Golden can't be too far behind. Right, but it was. It was like I said, just the the stories and and, and getting to listen to kind of he he loves to tell stories. He loves to hold court. And uh, okay. I, I'm just—I consider myself really fortunate to have had several opportunities now. And again, my thing with him is, I never talk GI Joe. I want him to talk about whatever he wants to talk about because yeah. he has—he has lived a life that most of us could never understand or
1: appreciate. And um, well, a know, lot of those, a so. lot of the creators that have been around, for, and even ones that haven't been around for a long time, but especially the ones that have been around for a long time, they have. Amazing stories. And to your point, if you bring up stuff that maybe is outside the normal stuff that they have to talk you know, that they're always asked to talk about a lot of times you can get them to talk about things and tell you some really cool stories and and everything else. Um, I remember taking, I think it was Ron Mars taking, Mm -hmm. uh, I had uh, Luke's, the adventures of Luke Skywalker, this huge.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, he had one story in there. And I brought it to Baltimore, and I was like, okay, you know, this will be really cool. Um, I can, uh, you know, have him sign this. And I was going to have other people sign it also. I brought it up to him, and he goes, and as I'm coming towards him, he's like, now that is a beautiful book. <laughs> 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 and I sat it down, and I was like, would you mind, you know, signing it for me? He goes, well, would you mind if I looked through it? He says, because I have a copy of it, but I haven't opened it yet out of its Oh, ceiling. wow. I was like, no, go right ahead. And he just was like paging through it. And he's talking to me about the issues that are in there. The the ones that had nothing to do with him. Uh, he just starts talking about, you know, like some of the stories. Like, so, you know, he read the ones that he was talking about. And right. uh, and then he's like, uh, he the front of the cover, when you open it up, it's this uh, spread of like Tatooine and there's the land speeder there and everything else. And he goes, I'm going to sign right along the front of the land speeder here, if you don't mind. And I was like, No, not at all. And he's like, and as he's signing, he's like the eight year old is freaking out. Eight year old. That's great. Right <laughs> That's great. So like you, you, know, you get those I, type of experiences. So well, absolutely. Like I said, I, I and
0: the first time I met Mr. Hama, obviously I gushed like a, a child, and sure. he, I, I know he hears that a lot, and so. I'd rather him just tell me whatever he wants to talk about because again, you know, when he starts talking about working for Wally Wood, if you know anything about comics history and you realize what a, what a, what a impact Wally Wood had on the business Mm -hmm. and he was Wally Wood's last real assistant, that's kind of mind boggling. You know I mean? He's been in this business almost 50 years. Yeah. And I, I, I love to hear those stories. You know, when we, we had dinner before with him and he was telling stories about Frank Miller and working with continuity studios and Neil Adams and Jacob, you know, my, my son doesn't really understand some of the context of that. I hope he'll, I think he will appreciate it as he gets older, sure. but again, you know, skip Joe and just listen, just, I will just listen to whatever. And so having said all that, it was a great, like I said, it was a great weekend, great time. Uh, sorry we didn't see more local folks um j p couldn't make it obviously Grubbs got the baby and I understand he had other has uh, more pressing concerns right now but yeah. uh but we have uh, our next show's in june right after heros con uh, okay. uh, june twenty five so we'll see what we'll see what comes there and like i said the october show i'm really excited because again in my role is I get to drive people um i can't wait to drive Howard Chicken.
1: yeah <laughs> I really can't so, <laughs> well, and I've already talked with you. I will be. Uh, I have that uh, Marvel, the Star Wars Marvel uh, yes. artist edition. Yes. Uh, I will. Be we will figure that out, anyway. my friend. Yeah, we'll figure we, something we out. I will, yeah. I will get it to you somehow. And and who
0: uh, knows? Maybe he'll be at Baltimore. Yeah, he was at Baltimore before. Right? It's been a while, but he's been at Baltimore. So you never yeah. know. We we will make it happen for
1: sure, one way or another. Yeah. Um, uh, you mentioned Mark Wade, too, and I wanted to kind of give people an update as far as what's been happening with that, because I said, oh, I'm gonna, you know, we're going to have this interview with Mark Wade. Um, that is happening, so I'm not, it's not like I'm announcing a retraction of that, <laughs> Um <laughs> Uh, Mark, I feel like I can call him Mark now. Him and I have been emailing back and forth quite a few times. <laughs> uh, Mark emailed me a few times and I've emailed him and everything else just trying to coordinate. And obviously you can imagine with the holidays and everything else, it just, you know, we kept, you know, not having it work out schedule wise. Um, and January was just hectic for him and for me. And, and I said to him, I was like, I'm sorry, I didn't get back to you in January. Uh, it was kind of like late January. I got back with him and, Uh, he was like, Hey, I totally understand. He says, I feel bad. I've been having to push it off and push it off. He says, um, unfortunately he says February is also very busy for me. (laughs) So what he said though, is he says, we have to nail this down. He says, I feel bad, you know, pushing it back. So, um, he said, give me a date in March, give me a time and a date that works for you in March and we will make this happen. So that's where we're at right now. Um, I'm going to be working on a, a date with John because initially the thought was, well, maybe I'll just do the interview and we'll go from there uh, just to coordinate. But with obviously with uh, him coming to Virginia con, I want, you know, John says, Hey, you know, is it cool if I join and I want you there for, you know, I, I don't like it when it's just me with an intervie- <laughs> interviewee. So, well, I, um, <laughs> yeah. and and you can keep me in check too, because uh, I will gush at least initially because he's my favorite writer. So listen, I think it's I think it's awesome. I,
0: I, I'm yeah. I'm excited from the standpoint. Obviously, I, I've never met him. I, you know, I've been at a lot of shows where he's been. One of the things that really intrigues me, or I really like, is this whole idea of the fact that he now owns all oh, yeah comics yeah. with Art and Franco and his and, yeah. and his girlfriend, fiance, whatever her whatever their yeah. relationship status is. That they have multiple comic book shops in the Midwest up yep. into New York now with the, the store they opened near Franco. Uh, I get more excited about that than anything else. And the fact that there is a character in All Yeah Comics, which for those of you not aren't familiar, All Yeah Comics is not only a shop, but Art and Franco started a kid's book called yeah. All Yeah Comics with their character. But there's a character in it called Mark Quaid, which is M-A-R-Q-U, <laughs> like M-A-R-Q-A-I-D, and he's yeah. one of the characters. I, I want that's to talk right. to him about that, right. that and just, you know, kind of get an idea of, of how that's going and what have you. So well, I, I, great I, I'm cool. excited about that. Yeah, and I'm, I'm also excited about getting him a Star Joe
1: shirt. Yes. <laughs> shirt. <laughs> yes. That time. is coming. I'm promising you that is coming. Um, Famous last there's, words. There's been two snags. So uh, nothing, nothing, you know, not, everything on my end, nothing to do with like the site or anything like that. Just, there's, there was health issues there was a lot of issues going I understand. On, so um, well, but no, I, I, um I know we've given other people shirts I'd like to give
0: him one it, oh absolutely. if not at Baltimore with all of us at least one you know in November yeah. or October
1: with him absolutely um no and I want that to happen too um the thing I like is with you being theres I don't know a lot about all oh yeah comics so I'm glad that you know you'll be bringing that part of it um I've been reading a lot of his other stuff which his the diversity that he writes is ridiculous. Like, he's writing, Archie, he's writing all you know, all new, all different uh, Avengers, he's uh, writing in his own thing, Insufferable. Uh, and then he did Princess Leia. I mean, you want to talk about four titles that are completely <laughs> separate from yeah, each other, absolutely. Um, so there's things like that I want to talk to him about, and I, and I imagine that there's not a lot of people talking to him about Princess Leia and stuff like that. So, um, absolutely. So I I think it'll be, I think it will be really interesting. So, um, all right. You ready to talk some Micronauts? Micronauts Let's do it. Okay, cool. Let's do it. All right. So, uh, Micronauts number two, same title, you know, they came from inner space. Uh, the, the caption on this one was, uh, from a war torn, uh, microverse, they fled to earth. Uh, so earth is a foreign land for them. And, uh, what do you think of the cover on this one? This cover is awesome. So this cover is this shadowy,
0: full-size person with the Micronauts going away from a one of those old-school mowers. Yeah. You, know, like, you ever use one of those? my dad used in the 50s. <laughs> I have used <laughs> once. I think this came up on either an old episode or somewhere along the way. Yeah. yeah. My my dad used one of these as a kid, but it's that whole idea of them running away from this blade, which is yeah. not quite what happens in the comic, but it's still no. an epic epic yeah. cover
1: yeah um i did use one of those my grandfather had one and he was like hey that's you right, try it? That's right. i was like <laughs> never again <laughs> um but yeah it, it is funny I'm, I'm glad you pointed that out because i didn't even think about that this is not, that's not the lawnmower that's in the issue <laughs> yeah. no. um so here's something interesting too with the cover um uh that made me think about you know we'll probably get into it a little bit in the issue but it's microverse I love how in the story itself, they refer to themselves as be living in the microverse and that they're the micronauts. And mm-hmm. I, it's funny because I wouldn't like, if we were really small compared to other people, like we wouldn't know that we're small. I don't think we'd be calling ourselves the microverse and the micronauts and stuff like that, but that's yeah. just the world you live with. There, uh, There's
0: there certainly some uh, pros here that, Stands to reason that we wouldn't necessarily use, but no, I think you are right that he calls himself a micronaut. I believe at one point yeah. or of that microverse and with 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 these you know
1: oversized people that they see. So yes, so on the inside cover, I just had to mention because sometimes it's just fun to mention these ads. Uh, the now the amazing energized Spider Man. Did you have one of these? No, I did not.
0: Did I didn't either. I, no, and I'm disappointed because I love the, the flashlight. Yes. You know, like throw, throw the flashlight from one hand and he you – know, the poor the – <laughs> talk about five points of articulation. This poor smug yes. Spider-Man, <laughs> has, basically has one arm in the air with a, a string coming out of it, and the
1: rest yes. of it's all in one string. Yep. And it doesn't <laughs> look like uh, he bends those arms at all. <laughs> no, he doesn't.
0: And I, I – I remember that spider copter for some strange reason, but I don't. I don't think I had these. Rimco was the company that made them, and I, I would have been in you know you know grade school. But yeah, yeah. I, uh, these are these are pretty awesome. Yeah, I love how yeah. he's trying to catch the 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 something. You know, he's got something. He's trying to yeah. lift or pull and it's just his arm is straight up in the air trying to catch it so
1: yeah i can't tell what that is it's it's bizarre <laughs> um so anyways going into the the issue itself uh so once again we have bill matlow and michael golden as writer storyteller penciler uh which we talked about with the first issue just love the fact that right. it was really a collaborative effort um between right. the two of them um then we had uh joseph rubenstein or rubenstein uh inker uh, Costanza was the letterer, uh, and F. Molly was the colorist, and uh, Al Milgram was editor, and Jim Shooter was editor-in-chief. Um, and then uh, we have, you know, a, a very typical for back then, you had the, the panels on the sides that introduced all the characters. So you had Commander Ron, who's the space glider, which is, relates to his toy. The toy was only known as the space glider. Um, You had Princess uh, Marie, which is marionette. You had Bug, who's the galactic warrior. Uh, You have a Croyer, Microtron, and Biotron, which are the two droids or robots. Um, So we have them busting through like like molecules and everything in the Endeavor, uh, just on that first page. They don't know really where they're at or how they got there. Um, they just know they busted through the, the wall, the space wall. And uh, who should show up but the mysterious time traveler, uh, who basically, he acknowledges that he's the reason that they got through. He was able to disrupt, uh, disrupt the space wall. And then he gives a very cryptic uh, foreboding message that, we really don't know the meaning behind just yet. Uh, he says once breached, it cannot be repaired. And He's referring to the space wall. He's like farewell, Voyagers. You have been warned. I, I don't. I don't know what they've been warned of yet, but <laughs> I thought it was great when of. Ron said, "We."
0: I thought you took a powder. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's, kind of, it's kind of like Star Wars. Like I'll see you in hell. Like, yeah. some of this stuff just doesn't really. The story. I thought you took a powder once. You know, when we took off from the from the microverse.
1: Yeah, um, and obviously we learn a lot more about the time traveler as the the series goes goes on. Um, he he always, if I remember right, though, he always remains pretty mysterious. Like yes. He's never, yeah. So, um, so they crash because uh, <laughs> I like how Commander Ron gives uh, Biotron some crap for like, Hey, why'd you, <laughs> <Yeah. Yeah>, you <laughs> why did you me off autopilot? So yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, he's like, why didn't you make sure that this didn't happen? He's like, well, remember you took, you took control commander. He's like, Oh yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so now that you notice they're looking at their view screens and everything else, and they notice that everything is gigantic. And I, I also like how he's like decreased magnification. He's like, there's no magnification, sir. Um, so, they, uh, and then we have uh microtron is flipped over he, he and he asks if someone could please turn him over so evidently his arms aren't strong enough to or long enough to flip himself over <laughs> he's like a little turtle um commander ron finds out at this point that marionette has no idea really who the time traveler is uh she you know he he believed that it was a friend of hers but She's like, first I saw of him was when I was escaping. So and he busted me out. Yep. Then we got the next page, which I always find interesting with this because I think they did it in the last one too. Uh, it's an advertisement for the Micronox comic, uh, and it introduces all the characters. Um, when I first read this, I thought this was like another title page, and I realized it was just an advertisement for the for the comic. So yeah, but what a gorgeous drawing it is, man! Oh, oh yeah. It's a great piece of great piece of art. Yep. And did you know, right that next that they to the
0: Crossman air gun page? <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> did you notice they they don't call Commander Ron Commander Ron on that advertisement? He's just called Space Glider. Space Glider. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. The <laughs> the the Crossman air gun, Uh, the basically your BB standard BB gun. So. We'll Not as good as anymore. a Red
0: Rider. Red Rider.
1: No, <laughs> no, not as <laughs> good as the Red Rider. <laughs> but <laughs> you also will never see advertising for either in a comic book these days. So good point. Yeah, no, that's absolutely true. Yeah. As sad as that absolutely is absolutely true. So. so they decide that they're gonna go out, outside, they find out that uh the air is breathable and uh they have to wait for the endeavor to recharge its uh solar reserves before they can kind of right themselves. Uh, and they feel okay leaving it because only another starship would have enough firepower to actually damage it or destroy it. Uh, and they know that they've left Baron Cars men in in the past. That you know that they didn't make it through the space wall, and it's going right. to take them a long time to discover even where they went. So, um, <laughs> and what <laughs> I love what they come across, John, as they're walking through the the tall grasses. You see right there on uh, page seven, what they happen oh. to walk. And they walk come across, across the swing set. Mm-hmm. The man-made wells. Yes, <laughs> and they're and, yeah, they're like this is man-made. <laughs> Which why you would look at anything metal and not think of it man-made, but.
0: Well, I mean, going into the going to the next page of art or, you know, the storyline of art yeah. or of of I love that uh, a Croyer talks about maybe it's religious. Yes. Yeah. It's a swing set, a Croyer, Come on. Yeah, that was pretty Didn't cool. You, I know you're a warrior king, but don't you have fun <laughs> when you're a
1: child? Right. <laughs> um. And I like how I am very practical. Commander Ron says I'm. I'm not worried about what it's used for. I'm worried about yeah, the size pe- the, the, of the, the people, people that put it together. Yeah. <laughs> so then, sure enough, uh, Bug sees something coming, and it happens to be a dog uh, named Muffin. If you look really close at the tag, um, and <laughs> it reminds me of the dog from Do you remember Spider-Man? And his Amazing Friends. There was. Uh, it's been a long time, but I do remember the show. Yeah, I can't remember the dog's name, though. It was like Miss Something. I don't know. Someone listening to the episode will remind me. They'll uh, tell but, us, I'm sure. Yeah, but the dog looks just – it reminds me a lot of the dog from that. Um, but uh, So, yeah, this dog comes running through, and what is the classic line we get <laughs> in probably every Micronauts issue <laughs> – Dallin and sepsis, <laughs> my friends,
0: Dollin and sepsis. Um, and uh, If you Microtron- don't want to curse, next thing you want to, or, you know, like Beast always said, oh, my stars and garters, yes. Dallin and sepsis, that's our new, we can just, you know,
1: <laughs> throw that I- out there. I have actually used the Oh, My Stars and guard garters sometimes and people just look at me really weird. Uh, I can't <laughs> imagine what well, they would look at me if I said really no the <laughs> they'll
0: really wonder what the hell's wrong with you.
1: <laughs> the other one I get the other one I get a uh, puzzled look from, but it, it comes from a, a funny source, is if I'm going to gun my vehicle, like to beat, you know, if I have to make a turn and I'm trying to beat the traffic or something like that, I go, Hold on to your grandmas and I turn. <laughs> And where that comes from is uh, uh, Mario Party. There's a Mario Party game. I think it was Mario Party 8 or something like that. Okay. And there's a, Anytime you land on a warp space, uh, a Koopa Trooper pulls up in a car, and you hop in the car, and then he goes, okay, hold on to your grandma." He drives, and then, hold on to your grandma's.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, I think it's funny that they, they – so that, that – Dallin and sepsis are considered, you know, gods on there in the microverse. And so they say that, and then it's like, I don't think praying to the gods is going to help us now. You better get out of the way of this dog. Yep.
1: Um, Not knowing what um, it's go. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, So then we go back to the, the microverse where we basically get a rundown of how the, the body banks work. Um, You know, those that are essentially poor and, and, or, are against Baron Karza, they get thrown into slavery, or they're used for parts, or and everything for those that are actually young and uh, rich, and you know support Baron Karza. They get to have you know different body parts replaced, or entire bodies replaced, so that they can stay young. So, um, it's it's really kind of demented, really, when you think about it. <laughs> so. Uh, can you imagine going to a hospital today and being like hey, uh, this leg is a new working. arm.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um so we find now, out. That now they just do to- it on a three D printer. I mean yeah. you know, if there's some issue, they can do it on a three D printer, which is mind boggling too, but yeah, you see those stories no. about kid, you know, kids with issues and disabilities and they some you know, some kid some other kid or young person is creating these uh, you know, creating these uh, uh, p- uh, limbs, artificial limbs in a three D printer—it's mind-boggling.
1: And the the co- the thing that's really cool about it is, is with them being able to do it that way—is how inexpensive it is compared to what it used to cost to do stuff like. Right. That. Absolutely. And Absolutely. That is just phenomenal that they can do stuff like that now, and it, it's only going to be—it's only going to go up from there. I mean, it's only going to be right. more amazing the stuff that they can do. So. Um, I remember. Do you remember seeing the ever seeing the video where um, Robert Downey Jr. delivers uh, an Iron Man prosthetic to a kid that need needed a prosthetic yes. arm? Yes, yes, I that see was that. awesome. That was yeah. awesome. So, yeah. so yeah. So we have uh, Baron Carza's in the the Body Banks here, and he's talking to uh, Prince Argon, uh, and he wants uh, Prince Argon wants to know where his sister is, which his sister is Marionette. And, uh, I thought for sure Baron Karza was going to lie to him and be like, yeah, I've got her in the other room. <laughs> <laughs> you can only imagine the things I'm doing? And he's right like, there. I don't have time for that. <laughs> I yep. need to find her. She's gone. <laughs> yep. Um, and of course that makes Prince Argon extremely happy, but then Baron Karza <laughs> says something very foreboding, uh, which is basically I'm going to use, uh, you know, using royalty, uh, as just body bank parts and everything, it, it doesn't make any sense. Um, he said, you know, I'm going to use you for breeding purposes. And he says, and when I'm done with you, you won't even know yourself. So, Ba-ba-bom. Ba-ba-bom. <laughs> <laughs> so then back on earth, uh, we have uh, commander Ron pointing out that he's got the glider pack on him. And uh says, will it be enough to lift both of us? He's like, let's hope so. Um, <laughs> Uh, a courier was going to actually help command the commander, but then bug points out that they've got something else to worry about, which is the lawnmower, uh, that not, not a push mower at this point of the, the no. self, you know, the, no, this is like a gas powered, you know? Yeah. Monst- monstrosity to them. No. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, a courier says to get behind for bug to get behind him. Uh, which i'd be i don't know about you but i'd be throwing bug in front of me <laughs> but, um bio uh, commander ron calls biotron uh over to help them out uh <laughs> of course he he does it in a very han solo style like you remember in uh empire strikes back when he uh, han solo calls back on hoth to uh C3PO is like, come on, you bucket of bolts and stuff like that. <laughs> yes. Commander Ron here says <laughs> yes. get your bolted uh bolted butt over your here. Bolted so it's kind of yeah, <laughs> kind of the same idea. Uh Microtron, some it wasn't even Biotron, it was Microtron somehow knocks his pup f- face first into the ground. <laughs> yeah, I was pretty amazed I beat this poor dog up. <laughs> I know. I'm like, the hell. It's just um, the, it's tall little beings, and they're beating them up. Yep, the dog is not happy about this. <laughs> it starts barking at them and everything else, and uh, they blast the dog. But it it's okay. It's you know they didn't kill it or anything. Although it looks like they shred the shit out of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They set it on fire. It looks like yeah. Um. So uh, so they're safe, but then uh, a courier and bugger underneath the lawnmower and amazingly a courier is able to actually stop the blade that's Right, the whirling <laughs> the whirling creature yes he just sticks his hand up there and just stops it of course the kid that's mowing the lawn with his shirt off uh it's like oh the mower's stuck and then next thing we know a courier throws the damn thing in the air <laughs> <laughs> which for being such a small little guy that's impressive um, it's like Ant Man. Ant Man's got infinite,
0: you know, infinite strength compared to his size. I mean, it's yeah. The same idea, well, and I, I think,
1: think. And I think this kind of shows that how strong a courier actually is. Like even though right. he's small, he he's super strong. So Right. The the kid thinks he just hit a rock and, and he says or something. Uh Bug tries talking to him, but of course he the kid doesn't understand what he's saying. So um and little known to them, uh, it didn't take it did take as long as they thought for Cars's uh, guys and their patrol ships to actually locate where the Endeavor uh, had gone. They actually uh, believed that the Endeavor must have been instantly atomized uh, because you know all of their ships were, but then they realized that that probably wasn't the case. Um, and we get a little bonus poster if you flip the next page. Uh, the Mighty Marvel bonus poster of the Time Traveler. So I actually wanted to read this because it gives a little bit of information, although still keeping it pretty uh, pretty cryptic. So it says, He is said to appear in times of gathering darkness when fear has overswept the microverse and the souls of men. That's not ominous at all. says <laughs> 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 He has had many names: Time Traveler, the the Enigma Force. It is said he is all things to all men, yet he is truly known only to himself. A dweller in dreams, who has chosen to answer a royal summons during his this time of homeworld's nightmare. And that is it. And I would like to point out that on the
0: opposite page, you can get a subscription to Shogun Warriors and the Micronauts for nine
1: bucks. Yes. And uh, if you subscribe to our two latest and greatest triumphs for only $9, 12 issues each, and you get a free uh, Marvel Super Special, Battlestar Galactica.
0: The hottest sensation since the discovery of pizza, no less. <laughs> it's so awesome. I, I so miss these 70s and 80s books just for this kind of shenanigans. Yes. Because I well, like Battlestar, the- but I don't know about it being as good as pizza.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, here's the great thing with this, too, um, because the ads are fun. They're a lot of fun, and, and I wish we had ads that were this fun now. Um, but we we leave the story on page 17, and it tells you, too, like, continued after the next page. Well, then right. you go on next page, and it still doesn't continue. <laughs> Because uh, you can subscribe to Pizze- uh, subscribe now to Pizzazz, Pizze- yeah, Marvel's most off the wall mag, and get six months of your favorite comics. So, uh, they were very prolific with their comics back then. They're like, here, take you know, subscribe to this, and we'll give you six months of your favorite one. So, uh, so now we have uh, going back to the story on page twenty two. <laughs> we have, uh, what was it shayton Is that is that what, what I was think it that's right? how we
0: decided. Shaitan, Shaitan, something like that.
1: Yeah. Um, so he's like, you know, they the sensors indicate a breach in the space wall is big enough to warp uh, warp through. So he knows that they didn't die in the endeavor, uh, or at least he wants to make sure uh, that we they follow through. Um, they have the. Then we see the kid. He's like. This is a joke. He thinks he's on Candid Camera, which I thought was fantastic. I loved Candid Camera. Yeah. I don't know if you used to watch that. Well, a nice seventies reference for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then we find out Microtron's adjusting their interlingual translation uh, because you he's know. like three PO. Yeah, six million forms. I know six million forms of communication. <laughs> That's right. The kid's only response to Commander Ron telling them who who they are and everything else is just, "Oh wow! I mean, wow!" <laughs> <laughs> um, so he's like, uh, the kid tells him, "Well, sure, I'll I'll help you." He's like, "My name's Steve Coffin," which is. <laughs> Is that just an ominous name prophetic? for the kid? Yeah, exactly. I think it's either prophetic. I don't know. Yes. <laughs> Potentially. So we do find out that they're in a backyard in Daytona Beach, Florida. So not a bad place to end up. Mm-hmm. Um and then we find out that uh well, right then is when Chayton shows up. And uh with and he just starts blasting at the kid. <laughs> but, <laughs> Yeah, see, He's taking no prisoners. He says, you know, get them all. Get my brother. Yep. Get that Croyer. We get them all. The kid, the kid didn't do anything. And they take out a freaking palm tree with how small they are. <laughs> <laughs> Lasers are powerful, man. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Uh, so the Micronauts are actually making a, a scramble for it. And then we get continued after the next page. But I do want to mention the next page is the action, drama, and thrills, and much more. The hands of Shang-Chi, master of Kung Fu. And who drew it? Mike Zeck. Yes. So That's a fantastic image. It is. It is. Coloring could definitely use today's work on it, but the image itself is fantastic. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I would love, like, I don't know, have you ever, have you seen the, um, the Star Wars ones that they've done? Uh where they do today's coloring, but it's still the art from back then.
0: No. Mm-mm.
1: Yeah, so they took the the Star Wars adaptation for the movie, uh and Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. And it's the exact okay. same art. It's the exact same story, exact same art, but they use today's coloring techniques for it. And uh they reproduced them into these hardcovers. They look gorgeous. I would love to see Marvel do that with, you know, some, some older stuff, just, just for the fun of it. Not that it needs to replace what was out there, um, right. but just, just for the fun of like, Hey, here's a, you know, for Shang-Chi, here's a uh, five issue story arc that happened in the series back then. And we re- re- recolored it or something like that. I think that'd be kind see, of, interesting it's see I,
0: I feel like now, and, and one of our co-hosts who's not here right now, and i've talked a lot about you know the the fact that it feels like so many of the color jobs these days are so dark yeah and you lose a lot of the art so it would be interesting because it's interesting looking at this especially with marionette she has the eye makeup and a yeah. lot of a lot of the a lot of the uh, panels she doesn't and yeah. you know i know that things were hand colored and it was just a different world but it would be interesting to see if you take this that's on old school you know, newsprint or whatever they call this type of paper, put it on uh, a modern glossy, but then color it that way. It would be, it'd be interesting to see how it turned out because that's one of my biggest issues with
1: modern books is that so many of them look so dark because of the way they color them. You know? I'll have to send you some images of the ones from the Star Wars ones because I don't think they come across as dark at all. Uh, if mm-hmm. anything, I feel like a lot of the artwork comes out a lot more vibrant. Uh, hmm. Like a lot, of the, a lot of the actual pencil work and everything else, uh, or I, I'm going to I'm
0: going gonna, I'm gonna to say it's at least one company that has three letters that publishes a lot of stuff that we talk about on the show. So I'll leave it yeah. at that.
1: <laughs> um, was there listening? Of, probably they've heard my rants. You know. <laughs> speaking of which, I'm real. I know we've mentioned it before, but I am really hoping that they find some way to be able to reprint this series of Micronauts in like. Some collected editions, or right. I personally would love like, a nice big hardcover omnibus or multiple omnibus, yeah. buy boo, boo, bee, whatever they, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I would love to see, you know, since they're going to be doing the micronauts and everything else, uh, I would love to see them, you know, reprint some of this old stuff well, if,
0: if they're. While, while it's not. Well, we're, we're not quite to the end of the book, but you mentioned it. So, did you see today that Michael Golden posted he's doing a variant cover to the next ROM book that IDW is doing?
1: No. Yeah. Yeah,
0: that's gonna be interesting. Yeah, he post on Facebook.
1: Wow. Well, very interesting. I will interesting. say we have. I will say we have some, yeah, <laughs> we have some uh, previews episodes coming up because I gotta get caught sure. up on those. Um, and, and some interesting titles are coming out. So I, I think they're definitely going to be worth our listeners uh, checking out those episodes because uh, there were things that surprised me. But I did pre order the, you know, people know I pre ordered the, I got the box set of Gem, right? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yes. Yes, Robert gave me crap for that. Yes, um, I don't need to cackle about that. I, I, I recall. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did order the box set for Micronauts, number one. Uh, which, so I'll have all the covers okay. and everything else for that, and it's like so. so how of, many
0: covers are they supposed to have for that? I
1: think like five. Okay, so it wasn't like super expensive to get the box set, and I think the slipcase is supposed to be like this 3D image or something like that on it. So, who's who? Who are some of the artists on it? Do you recall? I don't. I do know that they they have an action figure cover though, which has, oh cool, which has like the it's like old school
0: are, 70s packaging. Yes. Yeah. Nice. I like well, that. I I'm, I'm all for that. The packaging.
1: Yeah, I don't know if it has the packaging, but it has the old school figure of Baron Cars okay. on it, which I think is pretty cool. sweet. So, yeah. Okay. So well, we I'm, can I'm jump back be in
0: because now Cars' brother is trying to get him in where we were when we were talking a minute yes. ago. Yes. He tore up the swing set. That son yes. of a bitch.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, so that poor kid that's going to come out to a swing set just being. <laughs> Mangled and ruined, so <laughs> um, you notice he, he they launched photon torpedoes, and not that I'm a huge yeah. fan of the property, <laughs> but the only other place I know photon torpedoes is Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> so, this was definitely trying to hit a lot of those those space <laughs> themes that uh that, right. that are fans out there, so right, um. And I always love Bug. I mean, Bug. I think is uh, I love a Croyer, but I think Bug is like my f- one is my favorite character from the Micronauts because he's that comic relief, but he's also a, he is a kick ass warrior at the same time. So, um, but we see that he he kind of gets caught in the blast that's going on here. So I, I I've always liked how they always include his
0: tick speech pattern. The, the, yeah. the, the speech pattern. I love yeah. the fact that they actually spell that out in, in the text when you're reading it. And you yeah. can kind of imagine a bug actually making those kind of noises. If it's a cricket yeah. rubbing its legs or something yeah. comparable, you know, making
1: yeah. a ticking sound. So absolutely. So Shayton says uh, they boarded their ship, you know, ready to four photon torpedoes and fire. They blast at the endeavor. And then we have to skip two pages again. <laughs> and then the, the best panel of the whole book is yeah. on page 30. I yep.
0: flipping! I, I was rereading reading this this afternoon before we got on, and I got so excited. <laughs> the fact it's inverted, so yes. so the, the 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 ship is flipped, and all the text is upside, upside down. down and sideways. So you and have to, in, you you know, have to flip it.
1: turn the comic. So awesome <laughs> to be able to read it. Which they did that uh, not that long ago. I don't know if you were aware of this in the Batman uh, that when Batman first started believe it or not, actually,
0: I, yes, I read those trades and I did read that. And I don't know if they can steal a page from golden or not, but I just <laughs> know when I was reading it today, it has been a little while since I read this last and I've flipped to this page. I'm like, Oh, that's brilliant. I love yeah. that. The fact that yeah. I've got to flip the page because I know the ship is upside down.
1: Yep. Um, so of course, shayton's uh, refers to the kid in the backyard with the rake as, uh, the giant. And, uh, the kid attacks the ship with with a rake which is just brilliant <laughs> and it really is like for them it, or for the kid this is really like our probably our worst nightmare which is your toy is coming to attack you <laughs> right well,
0: he's made friends with these people, and then all of a sudden, the bad guys they told that they told him about are there, yeah. and he's as he says, he goes, "I've been bombed, burton battered by you mute, <laughs> <you> mite-sized murderers." <laughs> oh, Bill Mantlo, he was a genius. Which,
1: which say so that five time, times fast, there's just no way. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> At the end of the issue, we actually don't know what has befallen uh, our heroes in the endeavor. We just know that they. Last time we saw them, they were upside down. <laughs> um, well, we can so assume they've
0: jumped, and then yes. and then this this kid swings a rake at the yep. swings a rake at Shaitan's ship, and all of a sudden it's gone too. So, yep. and then
1: there's the Nothing. kid, which I love this panel. The kid just standing there with the broken <laughs> rake in team. his hand, and the whole backyard is just in shambles, it's on fire, <laughs> and the mower's on its side. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, I like and I love that he goes. They're all gone. Gee, what am I going to tell Dad? (laughs) My dad. So um, and then and then and then
0: of all things at the end, death duel at Daytona Beach. Yes, don't miss it. As a as a former. Avid NASCAR watcher, (laughs) I can think of
1: the race is coming up in the next few weeks. Death duel at Daytona Beach. Well, and I wish they did stuff like that a little bit more nowadays. With the like the last page of the comic, like a little bit of excitement in there. Like, yes, it's cheesy. It's completely cheesy, but man, it's so much fun. Absolutely. No, I I, again,
0: this was another fun issue, and and uh, you know, obviously, we've we've seen him jump into the earth. Yeah. Jump into Earth space or Earth time and in, in, in where we are and uh, more, you know, more development in terms of what as a team and how they're going to work. And the yeah. the bug and uh, the bug and a courier relationship, you really see that it's coming really build a bit yeah. more. And yeah, I, I just, God, you know, this again, we've talked about it and yeah. people, if you're listening to this, go find these books, read them. Yeah. They're just a lot of fun. They really mm-hmm. are
1: a lot of fun. And the other thing that's great with this, which was my experience as a kid, was that you could pick up this issue. Issue two, know nothing about what you're about to read. Pick up issue two. It's a self-contained story, and you pick up on everything that's going on from from this one issue. Um, Absolutely. That was the fun thing for me. I think I mentioned it before when we talked about issue number one was... I was collecting this whole series, but I was collecting it completely out of order. I was just like, oh, there's an issue I need. There's an issue I need. As I collected the issues, I was reading them. So I wasn't reading them in any particular order. I eventually figured out how they all go together. (laughs) Sure, sure. But they were just fun issues to read. It didn't matter that I was reading them out of order. I figured out what happened later. So. Um, yeah, just a, like you said, just a fun issue. Like I say, I think next time we, we cover this, we'll probably cover his issues probably three and four because um, they are just a lot of fun to talk about. They're just, you know, looking at some of those panels, like you said, like the inverted panel, the you know, the, and uh, a Croyer picking up the lawnmower and just throwing it and them destroying the swing set and, you know, all that stuff is fun. And then, but at the same time, you still have the the serious side of stuff. Like when you go to... Baron cars in those body banks. It's it's intense. That's not
0: he's a he's a bad
1: dude. Yeah, he's yeah. a bad dude.
0: Yeah, so. bad things to bad people. And the good news is, jumping to two issues per episode will be done by what twenty twenty something now. <laughs> right, right. Realistically, so there you go. <laughs> awesome. Now uh, it's good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah.
1: Well, and I say and the reason I want to cover two issues is because it is good stuff. It's fun stuff to read. Sure. So why not hey, let's let's make a, a party out of it by covering more than just one at a time. So Absolutely. Um, so I'm looking forward to it. Uh, anything else you wanted to throw out there when it comes to Micronauts uh, before we kind of wrap things if up? If you
0: if you aren't reading it, go find it. Dolan and Sepsis hopefully will get a a, a trade at some point but if not you can find these relatively inexpensive on the secondary market and and they're worth if you're listening to this show and you dig what we talk about here i think
1: you would dig this book yeah obviously you you should be able to find them in the 50 cent bins easily um it might take you some searching to find all of the issues i will say that sure but you should be able to find uh at least a lot of these early issues you should be able to find pretty readily um, yeah. in, the, in those cheaper bins. They're they're worth the buck. I would say like if the, if you find them in the dollar bins, they're worth the dollar. Um, Absolutely. But uh, I probably wouldn't pay too much more than that because only because you can find them in the dollar bins and below. Like if someone's selling right. them for $2, it's not saying that they're not worth $2, but you should be able to find these in the, the 50 cent bins and the dollar bins. Um, sure. Maybe the later issues might be in the two buck bins because they were lower print runs by then so. lower print runs. Sure. Yeah, yeah. So, all right. Uh, let me, uh, go ahead and, well, first, why don't you give your information out? Yeah. And, uh, if you, I don't know if you want to plug, uh, Virginia, the next Virginia account that's coming up. Sure.
0: Well, I'm going to plug a couple things. So, uh, sure.
1: you can find me on Facebook, John Thurmond
0: and, uh, Twitter, John underscore Thurmond. I'm getting away from my old handle. So I'm doing everything <laughs> under one now. Uh, keep an eye out. I don't know when the show's coming out, but very soon, JohnTherman.com and you'll be able to see what i'm doing there uh and then our next virginia cons not until june 25 so a little ways off but sure. uh hey listen check out local shows if you haven't been to a local show where you are a hotel show a small show give them a shot you never know who you'll meet you never know what kind of deals you'll find uh but uh but yeah support support the local shows the local creators check them out
1: and uh yeah. So there you go. Um, I wanted to mention uh, another podcast I listened to. Uh, these guys uh, kind of reached out to me in the past and told me they were starting a podcast, that they were big fans of, of our show and everything. Um, and uh, they're called the Geeks Talk Back. And it's done it's done in a font very much like the Empire Strikes Back. Nice. But nice. The Geeks Talk Back. They start with episode four. uh and they say the reason why is because they don't acknowledge episodes one, two, and three.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: great. That's very cool. <laughs> so it's, it's two guys. Uh, I've been in talks talks with them uh, as I've been listening to the show on Twitter, and uh, nice. really great, really great guys. They plugged us on on their uh, first show, um, so I thought that was really cool of them. That's episode four. You mean? Yes. Yes. Uh, on episode. Okay. Just want to make episode, sure I understand. Yes. yes. On episode four. Yeah. Got it. Got um, it. And uh, so they were really cool. We also got a, a plug. I got to see if I can find it again, but we got a plug on another podcast who um, just found us. Like they just, they oh. were, yeah, they were just like, hey, check out this one episode. You know, we, we talk about, you know, your show. It, it was like in a, a, a dump type thing that they do, like where they just, that where they just talk about like stuff that they came across that they thought was cool. So,
0: right. well, while you're looking for that, I'll, I'll give one pod podcast plug. Cause I, I have been giving them of late, uh, Gilbert Gottfried's amazing colossal podcast. So a lot of, you know, Gilbert Gottfried, he's a, he's a comedian. Mm-hmm. He rubs a lot of people the wrong way. I think he's, I think he's very funny. His podcast is really interesting in that it's a lot of old Hollywood, so if you're interested in especially monster movies, you know stuff from the 40s and 50s and even before, he interviews people that are in their 80s and 90s for the most part, which is kind of astounding that he can get them to come in. He's starting to have younger people as he goes along. It's interesting that the latest episode was Joe Dante, so they talk a lot about gremlins. And, and his wow. time and working on Gremlins, so for, from an '80s perspective, that's kind of cool. Uh, but he, uh, Godfrey has—he's apparently just a, almost a savant when it comes to, especially the 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 monster movies of the '30s and '40s, Lon Chaney and Bella Lugosi and those types of films. And so I, Shannon and I have talked a lot about him and, and and about that show. It's very funny. Sometimes it gets very raunchy. So mm-hmm. if you aren't familiar with gilbert's work he he's dirty oh yeah but it is it's a fascinating podcast especially when he gets some of those folks you know he had a uh, an actress on that was the child actress in uh, abbott and costello meet the mummy i believe she's like her 80s but she was a child making these movies it's really really interesting so um Check it out. It's on sideshow. I think it's on sideshow network. It's on SoundCloud. What have you? But again, it's Gilbert Gottfried's amazing colossal podcast. I'd highly recommend that if you like, if you, especially if you like Hollywood stories and those types of things, and if you just want to hear dick jokes, it's not a bad place to be. Either,
1: so, <laughs> so I did find the uh, the other podcast that mentioned us, which is they're known as the Engine Nerdy Show. So okay, E N G I N E R D Y show S H O W. So they're, they're engineers. (laughs) Cool. And uh, yeah, it's called the engineerity show. They mentioned us on their episode 154, So they've been around for a while. Wow. Um, Okay. Cool. uh, There, I will tell you, I listened to that episode and I plan on checking out a few other ones of theirs. Um, They're very deadpan humor. So it's like you, when you listen to them, you, they might come across as like not a whole lot of inflection, but it's in very intentional. Uh, sure. And, and then once you start realizing, Oh, that's their thing, that's what they do. Like, and it right. becomes very entertaining, but uh, yeah. So check cool. out In Ingenuity show. And then, like I said, the, the geeks talk back podcast, I've been really enjoying theirs. I've listened to at least four of their episodes now. Nice. I will definitely do that. Yeah. So I, I really liked them a lot. So um, they go into a whole, there was a, I don't know if you remember, there was a video that came out not that long ago about, uh, Jar Jar being a Sith Lord, and it was no. on, it was on YouTube. <laughs> they actually break down the YouTube guy and decide whether they think that it, is it possible or is it not possible that Jar Jar was actually a Sith Lord. So, <laughs> okay, so I thought that was very entertaining. So that's great, and you'll love this, John. They go into they each give their top ten list of um, uh, vehicles, uh, fictional vehicles so okay so there's different things that come up with with that uh you know things cool. like kit uh, from night rider and all that type sure. of stuff. so uh nice. they mentioned a few i think that you you would uh definitely uh approve of so yeah nice very so, cool i'll check it out yeah so uh let me go ahead and give our information out you can find us at uh starjoes.com you can find us at the forum uh No, we don't have the forum anymore. (laughs) No, we don't. (laughs) Unfortunately, rest in peace. Wow, I I really went old school there. Uh, (laughs) You can can find us on Facebook. There is a group page and a fan page. The fan page, uh, I try to update every once in a while with just news items that are related to the show, as well as updates about the podcast. Um, and then there's the group page where everyone in the, commu- in the group can participate and contribute, and it's an amazing group. Uh, I, I think, God, I don't even have to post stuff there anymore a lot of times. it's just I just comment on stuff other people post. But I do post uh, comic reviews on there uh, quite often. So um, if you want to know things I'm reading and what I think of them, I, I don't hold back. So let's see. You can also find us on Twitter. It's at Star Joe's Podcast. You can find us on uh, iTunes. That's where you can please leave us a review. We did have a few reviews just recently. I will read them off in the next episode. And then uh, let's see what else. Oh, you can email us starjoespodcast at gmail.com and we will read your email on the air and respond to it. You can also leave us a voicemail, which we have a few voicemails I'm going to play next episode. Uh, It's 440-941-JOES, 440-941-JOES, and you can leave us a voicemail. We'll play it on the episode and respond to that as well. Uh, we're on Stitcher Radio. It's a free app for your mobile devices. There is also a Podbean app that you can download. All of these will let you download our episodes uh, and play them. We can ma- You can make us your favorites, so this way you always get the newest episode as soon as it's downloaded. And uh, YouTube is coming. It's coming in the very near future. So uh, there's a lot of possibilities with us using this Blab uh, website now that you guys might actually be able to see us do a few things where all of us are on YouTube together. So uh, I'm looking forward to that as well. So uh, stay tuned for that. That'll be announced uh, probably within the next few weeks. Probably the first YouTube episode might be up in the next just the next few weeks. So uh, I think that's everything, John. So with that, we'll go ahead and close by saying the Force will be with you. Because knowing us is half the battle. Take care, everyone. we for freedom wherever there's trouble. G.I. Joe is there.
0: G.I. Joe. Cobra's attacking. We're outnumbered. G.I. Joe to the rescue. The G.I. Joe personnel carrier holds 28 members of the G.I. Joe team. Let's go. Go get the new. Of the GI Joe team. Here's torpedo and tripwire. Get the Joe team aboard and move them out. GI Joe. The, the GI Joe personnel carrier hosts twenty-eight Joe team members, each sold separately from Hasbro.